our motto around here is businesses don't grow, people do. So if you want the business to grow, the people in your organization have to grow. They have to improve. And the better they get, the better your business gets. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science. You're in for a fast-paced, storytelling, action-item-rich leadership growth experience. I hope you make this podcast a habit. I consider it a leadership mentoring tool. Learning together makes us better together, and that is how we change the world around us. Let's get to it. Now, who listening to this doesn't want to create a culture of growth within your organization? The answer, nobody. We all do. So my guest today shares his why in building this business, and it came from a work experience that was not enjoyable and did not have a healthy culture. So he sought out to do the opposite, and he has. And I'm going to dig in to help us learn how he is leading the growth culture that they are known for today. I love that the referral to our guest today came from one of our team members who had an exceptional experience with his company on a home improvement job. First of all, that just stands out in and of itself, right? She said she could feel the people first culture of their brand shining through as people were working on this project at her house. That's pretty incredible and a very high compliment. Chelsea Sanger, thank you so much for recognizing greatness and coming up with this idea to amplify the story here on Gut Plus Science. So Erin Christie, welcome to Gut Plus Science. Tell us what workplace culture means to you as the CEO of Indie Roof Company. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's funny that you start with that question. It's one of the things that we've built this entire company on. I worked for a family business and it was a good job. I learned a lot, but the culture wasn't quite there. And it eventually got to be one of those things. A lot of people go in and they're just like, Ugh, going to work, you know, can't wait till the day's over type of deal. And when I left, I decided to start my own business. That was the key thing. That was the primary thing. I said, I don't want to be miserable going into work. I don't want to dread getting up and going into work. So I wanted to make it where everybody knew, hey, obviously all businesses exist to make money, period. But you can also do it in a way to where you enjoy your time with your coworkers, you enjoy being at work, and you can make it something where you actually want to go into the office. I look forward to coming into the office now. So that is the number one thing here. We hire on culture first. You can teach almost anybody to do anything. Obviously, we're not talking like rocket science or whatever, but generally you can teach about anybody to do anything, but what you can't teach is culture. And I think that's the most important thing to hire on. So good. So I'm curious if you could give us a little glimpse of what your culture is like, like that experience that Chelsea got at her house with your people. Break that down into the way you see culture and the core pillars of what it looks like at Indie Roof Company. Well, I think the number one thing is that the employees enjoy coming into the office and being around each other because if they're happy, it's going to shine through to the customers, right? As an example, every Friday at 3.30 here, everybody stops working. And we all go into an area that's like a game room. We have a pool table and a ping pong table, and we all just play games and we all enjoy each other's company. And if there's new people that come in, they get to really meet everybody and learn about everybody and develop relationships. And so it's things like that, that you do together. You come, we go to Indians games and to have people that enjoy being around each other and that enjoy being at work 
will shine through to your customers every single time. We've unfortunately had to let a couple people go that were great at their job, but the culture wasn't there and it would tend to go into other people. And so making sure that you have everybody that wants to be there, that wants to be involved and wants to contribute is the number one thing. And hands down, there's not even a close second. I love that you shared that. One of the things that we've been seeing some trends in that we're really working to pour into and help is that the gap a lot of times is the leader's ability to help people build relationships. And there's so many statistics out there that talk about loneliness at work or disconnection. We're all kind of working on our own or with our one or two people, but we just don't feel like community together. So relationship building. And the number two is communication, like how we're communicating as leaders to help people feel part and clear and know where we're going. And so I just love that you kicked off with that. And the example of the Fridays at three o'clock, love it. One core theme that you talked about that you're just really passionate about, aside from culture, is being a lifelong learner. And so where does that passion or commitment come from? Take us back to like where you built this muscle of lifelong learning. Well, it's funny. I wasn't always this way. And it all came into play when I started my own company. Now I realize more how important that is because things are constantly evolving, right? So I started my own company and my biggest fear is failure. I'm married. I have three kids. I made a big leap to leave a very good paying job that I wasn't very happy in to start my own business that could make me happier. And I was like, I don't care if I make as much money as I did. The important part is being happy because I think mental health is the most important thing for people. You do not want to go through your life. You have one life here on this planet and you want to be happy, want to enjoy it. And I decided I'm going to start this own thing. And so I did not want to fail though. I have people that are depending on me. And so I started learning everything I could possibly learn. And so I'm going through classes for marketing. I'm going through classes for social media. And you have to learn all these things because as a business owner, I'm doing everything from the sales to the payroll, to the marketing, literally across the board. So you have to start learning these things. But then on top of that, everything especially now with the technology and stuff today is just evolving so fast. I don't think we've had the same marketing plan for two years in a row. This company has been open six years and it's evolved every single year because you have different technology that changes. Then you had COVID that happened and you have to figure out how to work around and how to get to customers, especially with roofing It's traditionally like a door knocking type of deal. And what happens when you can't knock doors because of COVID? So, it's one of those things that you have to learn and continue to evolve if you want to stay in front of business. If you're not growing, you're dying is the way that you look at it. So in order to grow and thrive as a business, you have to continue to learn things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think this is a really good opportunity to remind leaders that are listening about the power of being very tied to your why. You talked about I am running from failure. I made this huge leap and I believe we've only got one shot and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to create something that's awesome for me to do during the day that also provides for my family. And having that every day, I'm sure is a core to lighting your fire to get up and do what you're doing. And I don't think we can say enough the importance of leaders having that why, because then that vibe, that energy ripple effects among the others that you're leading. 
just by the way, one of my very favorite songs in the whole world is Eminem's Lose Yourself because it talks about you got one shot, one opportunity to see everything you ever wanted. And so, yes, on your page. <laughs> and I agree with you, like fully, you have to know what you're getting up and going to do it for. Because if you don't have that, the motivation inside is going to be extremely lacking. I look at my kids every day. I look at my wife every day before I get up and I leave and I know exactly what I'm doing. I want to make them a better life than I had. I want them to have more opportunities than I had. I grew up in a very weird household situation and it wasn't always the most cohesive family situation. And so even that in itself, not a leadership, like I want to be a better parent and I want to provide them more opportunities, not only as far as what they can do in life, but as far as mentally, how they can expand themselves. I love it. Now let's transition to taking everything we've talked about, applying this to how we lead other people to ripple effect on them, to help them get clear in their why so that they're fired up as well for the job that they're coming to do and that they're embracing, we've got to innovate. We've got to keep learning in order for this business to grow. So talk about how you lead others and inspire them to tie into their why and be lifelong learners as well. It's funny. This fits really well with what we do around here. Our motto around here is businesses don't grow, people do. So if you want the business to grow, the people in your organization have to grow. They have to improve. And the better they get, the better your business gets. So that's the number one thing that we always say around here. Businesses don't grow, people do. So we have a lot of different things that we do. Every Tuesday, we have our normal meeting. And once a month, we have somebody come in to that meeting and do some sort of training, whatever it may be. And that's something that we do on a continual basis. The biggest thing that we do, and I absolutely love it, it's so much fun, is once a year, we go on a company retreat. And we're in Indiana last few years. We went down to Gatlinburg because it's drivable. But we rent one of these giant cabins, right? It's like 22 rooms. It's got the game room and like all of that stuff. And it's for two or three days. The way that it's set up, and I highly recommend this because it is crazy because you can get, depending on if it's two or three days, you can get eight to nine hours of learning in one day, but it doesn't feel like it. So what we do is we go down the night before, we all have a nice dinner, we celebrate together. And then we wake up at seven o'clock the next morning or whatever time at 730 we do like a 20, 30 minute little workout just to get the blood flow and some jumping jacks, stuff like that. We have a cook out there. They make breakfast. Everybody goes showers, gets cleaned up. We eat breakfast. But then from nine to 12 or one, depending on the day's schedule, we do learning and we go through whatever has been important that we need to work on that year as a company or things that can improve the company standpoint. Then from like one to four, we go do something really fun to break up the learning. So we've played flag football. We've rented side-by-sides and went driving through Tennessee. Just something really enjoyable. We went to water parks, different things like that. Then we come back and we have dinner. And then we have more learning from five to eight or six to eight, six to nine, somewhere along that line. And we try to focus on the people side of things. We had last year a speaker come out that just talked about how to improve your life, how to be better husbands, how to be better fathers, how to be better parents, and how to improve themselves. Because like I said, businesses don't grow, people do. So we want to not just focus on learning information that helps in the business, but how to improve yourself and how to have a better 
home life because you don't normally see somebody that has a really bad dad or husband and that comes in and that's a really good fit at work. You know what I mean? So we try to have them grow at home because that normally comes back into play here in the business. And we do that for two or three days, depending on what we need to learn that year. And everybody loves it. They come home talking about a blast. We take a videographer, we make a cool video on it. And everybody just leaves there with a renewed figure for the job. And they look forward to it every single year. When an employee talks about how their family life is impacted and a stronger marriage or stronger community involvement, being a father or mother or whatever, because of what they're learning at work, that's helping way beyond just what we're here to do to develop our people. So our business grows, the people are growing and the business does, but all these things around it, the whole ecosystem, it's just so soul filling. And, and I love that. I'm curious your comments on that. I completely agree. I think it's one of those things where not everybody realizes that they want to do these things and improve and be better. Not everybody does, but if you can affect even a small percentage of people where you actually change their life. It also gives them a culture where they're at, where they enjoy going to work. It also helps them grow at home and become better parents and husbands, spouses, wives. All of it together is literally life-changing for some of these people, which puts them on a completely different path than maybe they would have ever went on. And to me, because this business did that for myself with just making me happier, in turn, making me better at home. I would love to affect more people in that same way that I've been affected. I love it. Storytelling time, if at all possible here. So can you share a story of someone you've watched grow, maybe transform by applying personal development? You don't necessarily have to share a name or you can, but just here's what you experienced where they were prior and just watching them has been a cool gift and experience and like here's what you see now anything come to mind there's been a lot uh, obviously i wouldn't want to throw anybody's names out there but there's been several people a guy for instance was a union construction worker did a lot of work outside in the cold all day and stuff like that and then he came in and honestly he was a referral from somebody he came in and his work clothes covered in paint and big beard and didn't have any experience in what we were talking about, but we do have full training and everything like that. And I almost started talking out of the job. Not almost, I did. It's a tough job to get started. You got to really work hard and build. And then once you learn all this stuff and build, you know, your pipeline and everything else, then it starts to get a little easier. And I was like, Hey man, like, this is a commission based job. Like this is what you're going to have to do. Like, I don't know if it's going to be right for you. It's going to be really tough to do all of these things. And he said, no, this is what I want to do. I said, okay, well, class starts in. And I think me trying to talk him out of it was probably the best thing that ever happened because he realized going in that it wasn't going to be easy. He set expectations for himself and said, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to fail. Kind of like the same thing I said to myself that we were talking about earlier. I discussed this with him you know, about a year ago. And he was telling me, because I didn't know this part of it, but he was like, I refuse to fail. I'm going to do this. And he did. He came in and he worked his butt off. And the last two years, he's been our top sales rep. His life has completely changed financially. It's afforded him more time to do stuff with his family. He's just all around a much happier person from the environment he's in that he loves, his financial, 
if he has to do something here, that's the cool thing about this job. You got flexibility. Hey, my kid does travel softball. I got to be these places. Like I'm not going to miss it. And now he can do that stuff as well. He's not locked up to where, hey, I'm in an office from eight to five. I got to do these things. And so all that together has just helped him with his family, be a better father, better husband, and just happier. That's just one example that I think of because like he's the top sales rep for the last few years, which was just totally unexpected. And he has no sales experience. The guy just said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work hard. And he goes out there and busts his hump and he's stuck. Oh, that is really cool. With that story, I was wondering if there's a few other things we can dig in on as takeaways here. So one thing I heard through this process is in the beginning, you try to talk them out of it. You really painted the ugly picture to really make sure that the alignment was there and that the fit was right. So I think that is a really great takeaway as, as we like groom people, really making sure that their commitment and dedication and you know that there's the alignment there. The other thing that you shared in the, hey, this is a tough job to build this. And here's what it is, but we're going to give you flexibility so that you can do the things you want to do that lights your fire even more that you can be at the games and be at the whatever. What are other things that come to mind that you're doing that maybe other leaders are like, gosh, I might need to tie that in supporting my people as they're growing into this role and becoming a success story. What else comes to mind in supporting them to get there? We've covered this, but I would reiterate that setting clearly defined expectations from the beginning is very important. Since that conversation with that employee, we've pivoted to doing that because before you can make anything sound good, right? Like, oh yeah, this job's so great. And then you can get all these people and then they come in and then they realize it's maybe harder than they expected or not quite what they expected. And then they leave or they're there and they're not happy. And that's not only a waste of your time, it's a waste of third time because nothing against them, maybe that's just not the thing that they wanted to do. So I think clearly defined expectations for not just hiring, but literally anything that happens, that way there's never any I didn't knows or any of that stuff. Set it all out, lay it on the table, good, bad, or ugly. And this is what's going on. Yeah, I'll tee this up because when we have these people that we wanna help to transform and be great, team members, what are those core things that set them up for success? Even when they're building like straight commission books of business, I think one of the things that you could mention is development, development and relationship building, maybe just reiterating, making sure there's dedicated time for that. I will be honest. We did not do this great from the very beginning as a company, we're a newer company and we've evolved. And at the beginning, we would just have one of our sales reps train the new sales rep. Hey, go hop in a truck with this guy. We'd have a day in the office where we covered some basic stuff. The problem with that is if one sales rep does something a little different and one sales rep does something a little different, everybody's doing different stuff and there's no clearly defined system process. We always talk about why is McDonald's McDonald's? Why is it the best? Why is it regular McDonald's? And it's not because they got the best cheeseburger. It's because the consistency. Every time you go get a Big Mac, exactly what it's going to taste like. And that is the important part when it comes to training and setting these people up for success is making sure they know exactly what they need to do each step of the way. And they will know, and the customer will know what they're going to get. And so we have a full training course down. We have paint training all the way through. And then 
we go through and do continuous education. Not only do we train them on how to do the stuff here, but train them on how to get leads. We train them how to door knock. We train them how to work with realtors to get leads. Every time you think of a house getting sold, it goes through an inspection and half the time the roof gets hit. So that's a great resource. We work with insurance agents. Hey, call claims getting filed. So we teach them how to hunt because what we say is you don't want zoo lions, right? Where they wake up, they're like, feed me. You want a lion that can go out and hunt, but you have to teach them to hunt. And if you do that, you're setting them up for success. And that's the number one thing behind clear expectations. Yeah. That's so good. Thank you for all of those nuggets. So one more question that I can think of before we're going to head over to our lightning round and just learn a little bit more about you personally is you'd shared every month you're doing the learning sessions and you do the retreats. What have been your very favorite topics from whole life development stuff or niche development in your industry? Are there any certain programs or topics that you're like, gosh, we are repeating this annually because it's so good. Anything come to mind? For me personally or for the team? probably what are you doing regularly for the team that like never misses a cadence of coming back? Is there anything that's like, these are some foundational learning and programming stuff. It's just game changed for us. I think the important things are repeated annually for multiple reasons. One, because you do have new people that come in. So you can't just teach something one time, right? So you have to continually do the same things. Does it always come from the same source? Not necessarily, but we do a lot of communications training, which is good. We do sales training. Everybody's got different personalities. Taking multiple things and find what fits you the best. So you take little things from each, oh, I like that, I like that. And that's how I've always built my sales presentations in my past. So I don't do the same things over and over. I cover the same areas, but I typically have different people come in and teach because I want to learn from as many people as possible. We've done tonalities training from like Jordan Belfort, where they actually talk about how to say things, when to enunciate things. There's a lot of different things like that, but I don't necessarily do the same thing. The one thing that we do repeat is every year or every time we do a hiring class, we have everybody read one book, which is called Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blount. So that is the one consistent thing that I think everybody in sales should read. It is absolutely mind-blowing for a sales rep. Well, thank you so much for the insights. Like I said, there's lots of nuggets here that we'll be laying out in the Truth You Can Act On section here in a couple of minutes. But we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor message today. And then we'll come back to our lightning round to get to learn a little bit more about the personal side of you. We'll be right back. Shout out to the Talent Talks podcast by Titus. Show host Jonathan Reynolds, CEO of Titus Talent, brings a unique blend of fun, humor, and passion. Jonathan's vibrant energy shines through the microphone as he engages with every guest live, creating a captivating synergy. Jonathan collaborates with each guest to delve into topics that empower leaders to make optimal hiring and engagement decisions from a people-first lens. You gotta give this podcast a try. Talent Talks. All right, back on Gut Plus Science with Aaron Christie. It's been so fun digging in today and learning the culture behind Indie Roof Company and just some of the key ways that he's developing his people and leaning into his lifelong learning passion. So thank you so much, Aaron. 
couple of questions of the lightning round. Let me tell you how this works. It's just rapid fire questions. And then you give us these quick responses. And then it's just really helping us to get to know you and find out ways we might want to stay in touch and build relationship. So number one, we always ask your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read, especially for a leadership audience. What do you want to add to our list? Well, I'll go with what I had said in the previous round, Jeb Blount, B-L-O-U-N-T, Fanatical Prospecting. And it is an amazing book that it doesn't just tell you how to sell, but it breaks down for the sales reps, like who's ultimately responsible, which is them, what you need to do to be successful, and then how to be successful. It's not just the how-to, but it gets into the psychology of it. Because if you don't wake up going, I need to do this, or I want to do this, the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. You never get to it. So the fact of how it really breaks down into your soul and goes, these are the things, this is what you need to do. And this is why is one of the best things that I've ever had somebody read in a sales organization. I've read a lot of sales books. This is by far my favorite one of all time. What a great shout out. Thank you for that. So next question, in the vein of what we talked about today, being a lifelong learner, passionate about culture and being on fire and loving your work, who is one mentor that you've learned from in your life that really propelled this and give us just a little insight on that person? It's my older brother. My older brother, Derek, is actually 15 years older than me. Obviously, there's a large gap there. So he was successful. He started his first business in high school. He had a little cleaning company and had adults working for him his senior year of high school. He's just been an entrepreneur since he was born. And now he does a lot of different things. And the one thing I think I learned from him most that has impacted me most is if you can do something, there's no point in somebody else paying somebody else to do it. And what I mean by that is he started a mortgage company and then he's sending everybody to these title companies. He's like, why am I doing that? I'll just start my own title company. And I have one business that feeds the next business. And then he was like, well, you got to get insurance for all of my companies. He's got multiple companies. And he goes, well, I'll just start an insurance brokerage. So then he started an insurance brokerage. And now he's got people from this mortgage company going to his insurance brokerage and he can insure all of his businesses. And so it's funny because I've always seen that. And when we started the roofing company, I have 800 people a year that are typically mad at their insurance companies. And so I ended up partnering on that insurance brokerage with my brother. I own a branch, he owns a branch, and now I could quote people for insurance and typically at a cheaper rate because a new roof discount is the biggest discount you can get on a roof. And then we supplement claims. I started a supplementing company and now I'm supplementing claims for other contractors all across the country. So these things just feed into each other. The hardest thing to get in business is leads. So if you have a lead generating business for something else, find what you can do with those leads and maybe start a business that uses that. I love that. Cool. Thank you so much for that story. That's awesome. And that it's your brother. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Aaron, if you could spend your entire tomorrow doing the one thing that makes you lose track of time, you just thoroughly enjoy doing this one thing with your time, what would that be? Riding four-wheelers with my three daughters. That's easy all day. We're going this weekend to do it. We bought some property uh, about an hour south of us. I grew up riding four-wheelers. I grew up riding horses. And then today's day and age, I'm looking at my kids. I got, I got a six and eight and a 16-year-old, all girls. And I'm looking at the six and eight-year-old. They're just on their iPads and just 
you know, doing all the technology things and it was driving me crazy. I know they like being outside. They just didn't do it much because they weren't incentivized in any sort of way that's easy to lay in and watch YouTube. So we ended up buying some property and now on weekends or whenever we can, we go out there and instead of sitting on the couch, watching YouTube, they're riding four wheelers and playing in the mud and jumping in the creek. And my daughter almost ate a worm the other day. <laughs> she thought about it, which this kid only likes chicken nuggets. So like, to me, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, the fact that you even thought about it is pretty awesome. So it's just getting them out and something we all do together. We spend time together. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And before we go, Aaron, best way for people listening to connect with you after the show today. I'm on Facebook, Aaron Christie. You can always reach me at my email, which is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at IndieRoofCompany.com. I-N-D-Y Roof Company is spelled out, .com. Or you can just always look up Indie Roof Company and call up here. All right, here's my truth you can act on from my conversation with Aaron Christie. So number one, having dedicated time together as a team to have fun and build relationships. Aaron shared with us how they do that every Friday. And this gives an opportunity for new people to integrate and just people to build deeper relationships. A key here is relationship building inside of our organizations is so important. What are the systems that you have in place to help your people do that? Number two, Aaron shared his why in this episode today. And in prior conversations talking with him, he regularly shares that why, and it inspires those around him to have a why as well. He shared a story with us today about one of his team members and the transformation that that person has had, and that person has a strong why. And so I don't think a why can ever be overdone, just gives us the opportunity to reflect on the why that we're sharing in our lives as a leader with our people and making sure that it's clear and it's articulated regularly. It's really good. I love that Aaron shared a company motto that they have. Businesses don't grow, people do. Just encouraging us as a truth you can act on. Do we have a company motto that all of us are behind? And then what programs are in place to grow your people? Monthly learning sessions, retreats. Aaron gave those examples. And for us to grow our people, we have to have dedicated things on the calendar. And consistency is key. And so what programs do you have in place right now? that the focus is to grow your people. With that, we'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.